guys. Welcome back to Switch Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake, and today we're back with a very special episode. Today we have former MLB player Rajay Davis. Rajay, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Look forward to doing this with you, and let's hop right in. With being said, what really got you into baseball growing up? What got me into baseball? Um, I'm always I'm always kind of curious and in, in see how how what how other people got into baseball. Um, you know, because I was I was you know my my family, my uncle, but I'm curious to hear 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 about how how you guys got into baseball as well. I guess my dad played and playing the game as well. I guess from him. Yeah, my dad. He, he like influenced the Mets on me and like just playing baseball and still playing today and I love it. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that, that and that's um that's usually um how we get into baseball. You know those those that are closest to us. You know they make they make an impression on us. My uncle was um, one of the most biggest people in my life growing up. And he was he was the guy that said, "Hey, he gave me a bat, gave me a glove, say, hey, um, let's play catch." We started playing catch. Next thing you know, I started liking playing catch. So I started playing catch myself every day against the wall, throwing the ball against the wall, and doing those little things that um, I didn't really know would pay uh, dividends and um, get me to where I'm at today. And when were you when you were younger? Would you say there were like some you know MLB guys that you really enjoyed watching and kind of wanted to be like? Honestly, I didn't. I didn't. When I first started playing baseball, I wasn't into baseball like that. Uh, not until my uncle brought brought us to uh, a game at we went to Shea Stadium. So that's in Queens. It's a little bit before your time, you know. You guys, you guys might not know about Shea Stadium, but before there was City Field, there was Shea Stadium, and obviously, um, my my first experience with a Major League Baseball player was you know, watching the New York Mets right after they had won the World Series in 1987. We uh, went to 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 Queens and watched a, a ball game. I got to watch Daryl Strawberry. I, I believe he was on the team at that time, and Howard Johnson and some of those guys that were there. How is your whole college experience like? For college? So first off, I went to a local college because college is a it's a unique field because, you know, you, you I was still playing baseball and I wanted to continue to play. I wanted to get better. But for college, if you're if you're really not the top prospect and being heavily recruited, it's hard to get into the next level. There was a, there was a stat that I remember when I was coming up, or I had learned after I, I turned pro that there's about four over four hundred thousand people who play or students who play high school baseball, but only twenty five thousand play Division One baseball or the next level of baseball so it's it the levels get smaller as you get up higher and then when I was drafted there was only 1500 guys drafted at that time now there's significantly less than that because when I was drafted it was on there was um 50 rounds now there's only 20 rounds so for college for me it was about playing 
playing, playing. If I play, you get better. If you don't play, it's hard to develop. It's hard to get better without the real life experiences. You know, so for me, it was about going to a somewhere where I can go in and play immediately. When do you think guys make their biggest gains? You make you think they make them during the season or in the off season? I would say definitely in the off season. Because I think that, like, reflects more, like, what type of player you are. Like, if you're really committed to it, and then you're you're doing it a lot a lot of times a week, and it shows, yeah. like, your commitment to it. Yeah, no, that, that's a real thing. And, um, you know, you know, honestly, you guys are still young enough to really decide whether you want to do it or not. Um, but at the, at once you get to like 12 years old, a lot of, a lot of guys have already made up their mind they're going to do it or not going to do it. Um, so that's a, that's a, I think that's a the decision that we make each individual. You know, if you have a skill to be able to catch the ball, you can get better. If you have this, if you have the ability, a high, high hand coordination to actually hit the ball, you can get better. But, you know, that's the sacrifice. Um, there's sacrifices you got to make, right? There's with everything, but you can always get better. And, um, you know, some of us even are, are have the courage enough to shoot for the stars with our dreams, right? I was one of those who's, who was willing to, hey, I know that I don't know anybody who has made it in my area. I don't know anybody who can teach me how to get there, but I know I want to get there. I had a target. I had a mindset where I want to go, right? And I had my mindset when I was your age, right? I knew where I wanted to go. Um, and 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 part of that is what propels the some of the players to get to where they're at because they have the mindset. If you have the mindset, you'll figure out a way of how to get there, right, if you really want it. So wherever you want to go, you have that mindset where you want to go, and then you'll figure it out. You'll figure out a way. As you kind of went through your college experience, what eventually like led into, you know, that whole process of getting like scattered by MLB teams and then eventually getting drafted by the Pirates? Though late, you kind of worked together, and like, what was that like? So for me, it was it was always about being ready and um, getting better. And I was fortunate to play at a school that let me get ready, get better. So I got to play. And so when I was playing, I was oh, I had a really good coach. My coach was very good. He had um, guys that already had went to the professional levels from his from his um, teams. So, you know, he was teaching us things that were going to help us in the future. And, you know, as I was getting better, there was started scouts started coming around to see the other players, right? They weren't technically coming to see me. They were technically going to see some of the other players we had. One, one player in particular who was drafted in my freshman season was a six foot six pitcher who threw a heavy ball. You know, it was six foot six. Usually when you're that tall, the, the, you're, the ball's going to get there a little to the plate a little faster than everyone else because you got longer arms, you're closer to the plate when you release the ball. So those, those are the kind of things that, you know, they, these scouts look for. They look for that, you know, um, that kind of prototype 
professional body. But I was fortunate enough to get noticed. Obviously, I had I had, a, I had one skill that was really really good uh, that that was above above the average, and that was my running ability. And you know that's um, something that um, that that I was able to take and develop, right? Develop because there's a lot of people who can run fast, but not a lot of people who can use their speed um, to the best of their ability. Like for me, it was stealing bases, right? Now, a lot of guys can run fast, but not everyone steals bases. Playing defense, you, know, you can you can play defense, but there's 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 you can also work on the defense, right? And getting better and getting better jumps and getting better reads on the balls, right? But that takes practice and that takes a mindset to to get better and want to get better. And my mindset was try try to get let's try to get better every day. So what was that whole um, journey for you throughout the minor leagues, eventually getting to that professional level? Minor leagues, woo! So let's, talk, let's talk about minor leagues. What, what is the minor leagues like? <clears throat> let me see. Um, the minor leagues. Let me let me just just give you a little story about the minor leagues, because um, you know some some people don't really get the you know what what it's like in the minor leagues so i'm gonna give you a picture of what it was like for me um in the minor leagues we're we, we were riding on the bus okay we're riding in the heat in the midst of summer and we're riding on the bus and the ac goes out right so we're in the middle of the summer in the middle of of North Carolina, Georgia, the hottest places on the east side, on the east coast, right? And <laughs> and we're 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 riding in this bus, and everyone in the bus is super super hot, and like we have no AC on the bus. We're riding, and what 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 do we do? You know, it's like man, this thing is hot. So you know, someone, one of the players, he he he, they they have these like hatches in the roof that you could just open them <laughs> and one of the players just opens them. So we had two of these hatches open, you know, so, so we can get some kind of airflow in, in, into this bus, which was extremely hot, extremely hot. And so we're taking 14 hour rides. We're arriving, you know, from, you know, one, one game, um, sleeping on the bus to the to the next place. It takes fourteen hours to get there. So we're, it's it it was a real real grind. Of course, nowadays it's it's a little bit better, right? Because they stay at the same place for you know six days and they're and they're playing the same team for six games. So um, the structure is a lot better on the body. It's a lot better. But when we were going, man, we were we were on that bus and you were trying to find sleep on a bus. Some guys are sleeping on the floor. You know, you got smelly feet in your in your face, you know, and you know, so it 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 was a it, it was a real grind um trying to make it to the major leagues. And and the key from all that is that you don't look at what you're in, you gotta focus on where you wanna go, right? All this is temporary that that was around me, right? But I was focused on okay. the The bigger picture is the big leagues. The bigger picture is going to where I want to go. So I don't focus on what is happening now, what's around me, because those are distractions. I'm focused on how I get better. How do I get to the big leagues? How do I? How do I? 
um, still be present. When I say present, I mean when I'm when I'm you know talking with people and when I'm in the game, being present. You knowing that okay, this guy threw me a fastball. You know, um, um, what what I think he's gonna throw next. You know, staying in the moment, but not really focused on the the negative things that happen. Um, you know, while we're going through it. You know, but having my eyes on on the bigger prize. What was it like making your major league debut with the Pirates? So the debut, you know. If I could describe a debut that you would understand, uh, I, I think, you know, it was, I was in a dream, right? So like you, 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 when you are dreaming about being in a place and you know, it's really, really far off. Have you, have you guys ever been to Disney world before? Yeah. Did you did you did you go when you were really young and you remember, or did you go when you like where you were you were like really really anticipating going? What was that like? Like I was uh, still pretty young, but like I could remember yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Have, have you guys been lately? Like, um, um like somewhat like in the past like couple of years maybe. Okay. Was that was that a, like a great experience for you? Was it was it was it was it something that you man look forward to going? Is it what what was the biggest thing in your life that you kind of look forward to 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 achieve or to go into a place or doing something? What what was that? I guess like vacations, like look forward vacation. to doing. Yeah. yeah, vacation. Vacation. Do you, do you guys get is it like a surprise or is it like something that you guys know in advance. Like when I first went to Disney World, it was actually a, a surprise. Like I, I had no idea I was going. Mm -hmm. But once you found out, right, that anticipation builds up, right? Yeah. Right. And then you're like, man, I can't wait to see it. Right. And like, man, I, it's like, oh, man, I can't I, I can't wait to see it. I mean, what is it going to be like? You know, it, you know, because you watch you watch Disney Channel and you watch all the. Uh, all the characters and like, man, this is going to be great. Well, think about that anticipation, right? Happening for year after year of the year. So it's imagine the buildup that, that comes along with that. You're anticipating getting to the big leagues, 20 years of doing this year after year after year. And you're like, man, finally, when you get it, get that call and you they say you're going to the big leagues oh my it, it, it it's it's a, it's a moment that you never forget it's a moment that you you cherish it's a, and for me it was a moment of 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 just being thankful because knowing that <clears throat> a lot of people did not make that a lot of people that fought a lot of people that tried very hard did not make it that far and just being thankful that you know I got an opportunity to be in that place you know and um, you know that that is a a moment that you just never forget it was like it was like for me it was like walking on clouds it was like a place where you know I'm walking and like 
I'm wondering, is this is this real? Because you know, you you dream about these kinds of things, and when it happens, like man, dream, I guess dreams do come true, right? But um, one thing is that um, through the dreams, you 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 just can't give up, right? Even though they're far off, and they may be, they may seem like they're really really far off. You, as long as you don't give up, you got a chance. But as soon as you give up. You're, it's a definite no. You'll, you won't get there as soon as you give up. But if you don't give up, you always got a chance, right? You always got a chance. But that's what it's like for me. So can you talk about it just for like that 2016 World Series moment where you came in and faced Rawls Chapman and won the biggest home runs in probably the history of World Series. So what was that like? The Royce Chapman... Um, you know, he is a very good pitcher. I really have Um, I, I don't want anyone to forget like how great he was. He is first off. I mean, the guy came into the league throwing 103 miles an hour, maybe 104, whatever it was. You know, last season he was still throwing 100, 101 miles an hour, right? And that's over 10 years of keeping that kind of velocity. So big credit to him because of his diligence. The, the, the guy is a hard worker because you don't, you're not able, no one is able to keep that out without hard work, without a, a, a great mindset, without putting in the work to keep that up. And that season in 2016, uh, he was very dominant, right? He had not given up a home run since June of that year. Not even one, not one home run. Right. And and I coming into that bat had not hit a home run since August, late August of that year. Right. So we had two things that were working against me. Right. I hadn't hit a home run in a long in a long time. And he had not given up a home run in a long time. So there was two things that were working against me. But one thing that I was doing that probably he was not was I was um, believing um, in myself and my ability about believing that, you know, that I would do something great in that world series. Right. And um, that is, that is something that um, is very, it's, it's, it was, it was almost like a dream when, you know, I get up in the plate and I'm moving up and I'm walking up to the plate and I and I look out and I see Brandon Geyer who just hit a double at that time. He hits a double. The crowd is going crazy. I'm coming up as the tying run for the game seven, bottom of the eight. We down two. We down two guys. But they got the closer on the mound. And this guy is lights out. He's been lights out all year. He's been lights out all series. You know, the, the odds are against us. And, you know, the game is over. But when when that ball hit my bat and that ball started going towards the left field wall, oh, my goodness. You know, when, 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 you, when you give uh, uh, thousands of people hope, even they remember that moment. There's a lot of people that share that moment with me now. They remember exactly where they were. They remember exactly what they were doing. 
I, I know what I was doing. Hey, I know what I was doing. And um, just to be able to share that moment with a lot of Cleveland fans and to be able to share that moment with a lot of people, baseball people, baseball players and coaches and Hall of Famers and just an ordinary fan, to share that moment with them because they remember where they were when that moment happened is is really a blessing and, and something I cherish. You know, so um, for me, it's it's the bigger picture. It's you know what what it what that moment means to other people and what it does for other people, than more for what it does for me. Me and my dad were there in 2019. It was Mets Nationals. Uh, I believe it was your your first first game as a Met, and you had had to take an Uber to the game, and you didn't arrive until the game had started, and, and you hit a home run in your first at bat. So, like, what was that whole like day like for you? That whole process when you whenever you get called up from me it's always been like a, a a real real sense of gratitude and thankfulness because you know i spent 11 consecutive years of not being sent down to the minor leagues so i spent 11 consecutive years in the major league as a major leaguer in a major league uniform and that was the first year I had got to get sent down in spring training. So now I, I was dealing with that all year. And, uh, and in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I'm a big leaguer, but I got sent down to the minor leagues. And now I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do what I need to do to get back. And so it took me two months to do what I needed to do to get back. Guys had gotten called up before me. I thought I was going to be the first guy. I wasn't the first guy. I thought I was going to be the second guy. I wasn't the second guy. And like now it's like, oh man, they're sending all these other guys up. Why aren't they, why aren't they sending your boy up? You know, why aren't they sending me up? Right. But, um, and these are the things that you have to kind of, as a player, these are things that get players down, right? These, these, these cause negative emotions in players and cause them to lose focus right and if you lose focus you get distracted and you and you and you miss what you're really focused on and that's getting back to the big leagues but I wasn't gonna let that stop me right um, the fact that guys were getting moved up ahead of me and so you know I had gotten I think I I, I had I had um I was doing pretty good. I was, I was, I was, I was hitting the ball really well. And I had this feeling that I was going to get, get called up. Um, and I was thinking about driving my car to that next town, just so when they, when I did get called up, I would be ready to drive up there. But um, I didn't, I didn't. And I'm glad I didn't, but cause this story wouldn't happen. Right. <laughs> so um, I'm in, I'm in the, the cages, the batting cages, we're hitting. The manager comes over. You know, he usually doesn't come over like that, but he comes over unless he's like ready to throw batting practice. But he comes over and he says, Raj, get your stuff packed. Going to the big leagues. <laughs> and for me, that's a that's that's a great moment, right? When you hear that you're going to the big leagues. At any level for me, it's like, man, I'm going back to the show. This is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I can do. And, um, you know, so I was like, I run back to my my locker 
get dressed, pack up my stuff, put my clothes on. And I'm like, so y'all got a car for me or how you guys got something set up? And, and they're like, oh, just take an Uber. <laughs> just take an Uber two hours away. Oh my, I don't know. I don't think I've ever done that before. <laughs> take an Uber. Okay, well, um, I, I end up getting a, a ride back to the hotel because I got to pack up all my stuff at the hotel and 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 get over to to City Field. So I pack up my stuff. <laughs> I I call an Uber, and you know it's it's two and a half three hours away. You know, for somebody to drive out of their way to to do that is like, and and you know, the, here's the thing: he didn't cancel. You know, because they can still cancel their, their, their ride. Like, oh, two hours? Nah, I'm not going to do that. This guy actually doesn't cancel. He picks me up, and we have a good, great conversation the whole way down, down doors, uh, going to New York. And, man, we run into a little traffic. By the time I get to the field, it's the third inning. <laughs> it's the third inning. Can you imagine? Getting to the game, it's the third in the game already started. I'm coming in, I can see the scoreboard, and it's like, man, we, we, we what's going on here? So I get dressed quickly, and I, I run into a couple of guys that are in the cages, you know, and I get I get caught up just being in the cage, hitting, swinging, getting ready for the game, getting my body ready. And I forget, man, the managers don't even know I'm here. I need to go see the manager. I need to go tell him, hey, I'm ready to play. So I go over there, run to the, I run out quickly to the dugout. Of course, I, I, I'm familiar with the, the manager, which is uh, Mickey Calloway at the time. Mickey Calloway and I go way back to 2016 when we went to the World Series together. Mickey was the pitching coach of the Cleveland then Indians. And, you know, I let him know, hey, I'm here. And I'm ready whenever you need. So I go back to the cages, you know, and I get ready. And I'm like, man. <clears throat> so the eighth inning rolls around. And this is after Juan Lagares hits a, you know, uh, a three-run double. And, you know, he 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 clears the bases and he's on second. And the, the everybody's pumped up. You know, we're up like three to one now. And it's the it's the it's the bottom of the eighth, and then I come up, and there's, and they and, and listen, this is what they do. They they walk the guy in front of me to get to me. They said, "Oh, I want I want Rache. I want that guy. You know, I want him. Yeah, I see the fresh meat. They didn't know I've been there before. <laughs> they didn't know. Um, so when I got up there, I was ready. I was ready, and I had to fight off a, a few balls. I had to fight off a few." tough pitches um but i'm just fortunate that you know that 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 god showed some grace on me and that i was able to take a really good swing on that pitch um that he threw um little little in down and in and you know just take a really good swing on it and when that ball i tell you what when that ball left my my bat i was like oh man this is nice you get your first at bat and that ball and you and you can look at that the the outfield at the time, right? You can look and see if he's gonna catch it or not. You can see, oh, well, he, he had no chance to catch it, but is it gonna go? Is the question, right? Is this gonna go? And when that ball leaves the park, it's a home run, it's like it's like a whole emotional, um, you know, just 
event that you know you're just so happy about you know coming up and being able to contribute immediately at the big league level and so you know running around the bases i have this big old grin around my face because i'm happy and and i meet some of my teammates that that i had in triple a and they're they're at home play jumping and carry along you know that's that's a great feeling when when you're able to you know come up and and to the plate and just do something heroic like that it's a it's an amazing feeling it's something um that now you just look forward to you know at, at, at least once or or or, or twice a, you know a year um, hoping to do something like that. That's dramatic. That's um, impactful. That kind of um, shocks everyone, right? And that was a shock that 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 definitely shocked myself and uh, the teammates I was with. So it was fun to be able to be about be a part of that. And a lot of the Mets fans remember that moment. And, you know, it, it, that's, that's the one thing about Rajay Davis that a lot of the Mets fans um, experience. A lot of them remember. So who are, who are probably some of the toughest pitchers that you ever had to face in your career? Well, we talked about one of them. That was a Royce Chapman. Um, uh, Sean, Sean Doolittle, who I hit that home run up in Mets was another one, but like, you know, the toughest pitchers, are the guys you don't face a lot, right? Those are those are those are tough pitches when you don't when you don't get to see them as much, and a lot of times those are relievers or pit or starting pitchers that you haven't got to see um, as much of. You know, the more I've, I've faced some tough pitches, I've faced you know Tim Lincecum in his prime, I faced you know Felix Hernandez in his prime, and when you first face them, it's very very difficult. They're very difficult, right? Um, but after, and, and David Price was very difficult for me at, at, at first as well, too. But after facing them after time and time again, then you learn what they're trying to do. And you learn more about them. You know, I kind of wish I could have speed sped up that process of, of learning how they were trying to pitch to me. But the more I faced a pitcher, the better I got against them, usually. Maybe the only one that I did not really turn the corner with was CC Sabathia. He he just had my number my entire career. He he was probably my toughest match, my toughest battle. You know, and as he got older, he got even more clever. He, he just got became more of a you know pitcher and just pitching to um, his strength. He was very good at just locating and getting me out of my game. And so he, he was really a, a good pitcher, right? He he was able to mix up pitches and, and, and really do that effectively. Who would you say are some of your favorite teammates you played with in your career? Hands down, Torrey Hunter. Torrey Hunter, man. He's a, he was always helping his teammates. He was always trying to uh, get the, get the team to win, but, you know, through um, whatever he could and whatever he had available, whether it's, um, helping young pitchers with um, whether or not they were, you know, telling the hitter what they were throwing um, by what they were constantly doing or, you know, whether he was helping hitters um, know what this pitcher liked to do or was had a tendency of doing. So he, he was always uh, lending and helping hand and, you know, he just kept the team, you know, up in spirits and, 
we had fun. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> so what were some of your favorite moments in your career? Well, um, you guys already mentioned all the favorite moments of mine, um, but one that you probably um, might have missed was the um, 2014 June 30th Grand Slam home run to win the game against my former team uh, against the Oakland A's. And that moment was, you know, it, up, to, up, up to that point, that, had, that was the moment of my career. Uh, that was uh, really that I really set apart from the others because that's something that I always, man, I was like, I remember thinking that, man, I had never hit a walk-off grand slam or I've never hit a walk-off home run. You know, I, I was like, man, I want to, I want to do something like that. I want to do something like that. I remember thinking about that and for that to happen and like, and with a team like that, you know, we had, we had Ian Kinsler, we had Tori Hunter, we had Miguel Cabrera, Victor Martinez, Johannes Cespedes, JD Martinez. We had we had some guys that could that could swing the stake, right? We had some really, really um superstars and, and they've been superstars for a long time. And to be able to do it on that team, right, uh, was remarkable. It was it was amazing. It was it was fun. It was fun to come around those bases and be a part of that. And our final question for you, Rajay, is what, what would you say your favorite stadium you played in your career was? Favorite stadium was any stadium I hit well in. So if I wasn't hitting well, it wasn't my favorite. <laughs> if I was hitting well and I was dominating, that was my favorite stadium. I couldn't wait to get back to there because I know I was going to get some hits. Usually it was a stadium with the really, really thin grass, right? Why is that, right? Because I'm a speed guy, right? Hit the ball, uh, ground balls up the middle, they get through. Right. They're not catching them. They're not feeling them. If I hit the ball in the hole, it's going to get through. And if they if they have to die, they're not going to get up and throw me out. <laughs> right. So those those are my my best. Uh, uh, usually the, I play better on the uh, on the thin grass, I think, um, than than on the thicker grass. Right. Because my game was more suited for, um, you know, hitting the ball, line drives and, and, and hard ground balls. So, I mean, that's pretty much everything we needed. Thank you so, so much, Rajay, for coming on our podcast. Really means absolutely. the world to us. Have a great absolutely. rest of the day. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You guys keep going. Keep your eyes on the prize and keep moving forward. Uh, thanks for having me, and, and I wish you guys the best.